Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you to Liquid IV and Babbel for sponsoring this video. Let's go. Don't fall asleep during the intros. I hear that spiel so much. I know. <laughs> I know. How do you think I feel? Uh, if you guys are listening to us at Apple and Spotify, I hear Craig is crying. <laughs> so sad. I was like, okay, that was a sad scene early on. Uh, I remember what the first one was that I cried. And then I was like, I think it's done. All right. <laughs> think I got it. <laughs> oh, shit. This <laughs> just getting way sadder. <laughs> Oh, uh, we've been off frame this whole time. He's good sure left a tiny bit. Whatever, it doesn't matter. We'll, we know. We'll do it. All right. I need to get my thoughts composed. They say crying is good for you. Oh, that ending with the boys. We cry all the time. Oh, I'm shit. Like, I was like, you boys are going to be great psychologists. <laughs> We're going to change <laughs> the millennium be of, of men forever <laughs> to allow yourselves to cry. So I, think, I think we are in a day and age now where, it, you know, like, when a woman cries, it's like, ah, women crying, you know, and I think it's it's becoming, if anything, I, sometimes I see comments that can be like negative if myself or Juan are crying, but I think it's, you know, once in a while we get comments or I see tweets where people are like, hey, you make me feel comfortable and okay to cry, and I think we're in a day and age where more men are feeling more comfortable to cry. Right. So that was a touching ass scene at the end, especially seeing in the boy. Holy mm-hmm. shit, it's getting to me. <laughs> I got to get through the well, talking it, points. That could have gone through either way with uh, him continuing his father's behavior. Yeah. And his kids made sure that that didn't happen, you know? Yeah. All right, before we look up facts about this movie, um, yeah, I brought Olivia on because, I mean, clearly, if you guys watch the reaction, she would help fill Clearly. in some context of <laughs> things that I like didn't understand with wrestling that but I think even if uh I, this is clearly a movie that even if you don't follow wrestling you can easily yeah like I enjoy watching episodes of the dark side of the ring more than I do watching actual wrestling <laughs> it's like it's a documentary and it's really dark and I love the story behind it. Uh, they, you love the trauma I mean, behind I mean, it. a lot of people do there's a lot of seasons there's a lot of episodes side. for a reason because people yeah. love that it's they're good story they tell it it's very compelling dark shit that you're you're watching that it's true stuff but um so yeah you know once in a while you show me stuff that I'm into I've been watching that stuff with Cody and The Rock. I told you the other day we got to go back to Attitude Era. Yeah. WWE. But uh, for this story, where to begin with it? Um, It started off in a way that, like, I I think, who is this director? Written and directed by the same guy. Really? What has he done in the past? I'm very curious to find out because he is a phenomenal director. Read those off to me. I can't see. Iron Claw, Dead Ringers, The Rental. I haven't heard of any of these movies. Dead uh, Ringers sound familiar. What did he direct? Dead Ringers, The Nest. I don't know what any of these movies are. Keep reading. South Cliff is a miniseries. Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Is That's this nominated it. for any Oscars? 
I don't think so. I think it's been a big like direct. I think it's been like a big snub because oh, yeah, really? I think from a writing this. I think from a writing and directing standpoint, because we talk, it's, this is one of those movies where you would look so much at the performances and the story was so engaging from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the directing on it was so solid. Everything felt very authentic. It was it breathed really well. This was a movie that could have easily gone down into tragedy porn, but the movie yeah. I think did such a great job at illustrating um the love in a way that wasn't like hey hey tragedies around yeah. the corner yeah. this is the love right now because it was always going for such a sense of uh realism because it would weave in and out of the troubles and the hardship and the emotional abuse but it was also about the kinship of, of the brothers that that love and it did a great job of using the wrestling as a storyline to interwoven into their personal lives as well you know, yeah, like using the moment of you can see like the shifts breaking when David is offered that when the dad starts to favor David, you know, mm-hmm. you see that in the wrestling ring and then it translates out of it. Um, yeah, great moments because they, they use the promo. That's the second you see him great on the mic. You're like, oh, this is going to be a problem. And sure enough, it becomes slowly over time a problem. Um, it's like the allegory for the real wrestling ring was in the family household, right? I think it's fascinating because I know the history of a lot of yeah, wrestling what did, families. What did you know before we watched this? What, so I knew that almost all of them were dead, died in tragic circumstances. I thought one of them details, was in a wheelchair. The details were kind of... Correct. Okay. I thought, in my mind, I thought one of them was in a wheelchair. I thought uh, Kevin was in a wheelchair. I must have... Uh-huh. But um, I have not seen the dark side. Of, I know there's an episode, but I haven't seen it. Mm. I just knew that that all of the brothers, like, and I knew the dad owned a promotion and then they had to sell it. I knew that. Um, but I, And I knew one of them. I didn't know two committed. I thought one of them did. Uh-huh. So. On YouTube, we have to. Let's not say that word. Yeah. I will mental note to mute that word for this. I knew one of them unalive. It's so stupid. Unalived it's so himself. Stupid because you're talking in terms of sensitive context. Yeah. And yet they're like, whoa, whoa, what'd you just say? <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. But I didn't realize that two of them had. Um, and I knew, I knew one of them uh, died through tragic circumstances, like right before. That is shocking. It really does feel like a curse at that point. You yeah. Know? And, you know, there's like all kinds of spiritual aspects that people can believe of, you know, like, oh, that the, the, the belief was so strong that they attracted upon themselves or it's just coincidence or shit just happens or it's fate or, you know, whatever it might be. Regardless, it is tragic circumstances that befell all of them. And I think it's easier to look at it as a curse instead of a family spiraling out of control uh, with the circumstances surrounding them, you know. Well, it seems like it was the curse was really the dad's belief system more than anything else. Like you see the I think that's what like Lily James, the Pam was Mm -hmm. was trying to say to Zac Efron throughout this whole movie was that the curse is not real, that you are in charge of breaking the the curse. The curse is generational trauma. Generational trauma. (laughs) The curse is becoming like your dad. The curse is avoiding us. The curse is this. Because like the ripple, like while a lot of these were. A lot of the tragedies that would come into the 
their lives were pertained to the the wrestling side of things that would happen, whether that be the the pressure, you know, like people taking certain substances and getting addicted to things that would deteriorate their body, not taking care of their mental health. I'm using like the like most lack of better word choices here for all these things. Uh, but yeah, regardless, a lot of it, a lot of it wasn't allowing them to like take care of themselves yeah. truly physically and truly mentally and emotionally that they were deteriorating and there was a lot of self-sabotaging and some awful things uh, happened to them. And that was because of the way they were raised. And that was because of the way they, as tight of a family unit as they were, they were with their dad. I think this movie does a really good job at psychologically illustrating all that, that the dad used to be a painter or a musician. He used to be a musician. And then he shames his son for going down that career path. And uh, he is a lot of projecting and wanting his kids to fulfill his dreams, live vicariously through them and, and never an acknowledgement of emotions. And and I think like that's one of the movie's messages. Uh, I think it's like, if there's anything that's on the nose in a way that I feel is very earned is the um, drawing the line in the sand between what the dad is like with making everyone a, a hardcore avoidant saying like, don't cry even at the, the, the brothers, the first brother's death. Funeral. Yeah. Take your sunglasses off. Yeah to then going to the boys showing that, no, this is going to change right here, that we are going to allow ourselves to feel our feelings. We are going to allow our, and and I think so much of the message is about like, there's a lot of like toxic masculinity, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm using real simplistic terms, but this is really painted in a way that I I thought was so psychologically well done uh, with, with the the direction being so interesting because while they treat it so real, they did have kind of reminds me a little bit of it follows in a way uh, of like the way the camera works like there's something there's always something kind of like voyeuristic in, yeah. in the way the camera was done like i remember there's one shot where it's it's like the camera's in the passenger seat it's whenever zach efron's driving on the road mm-hmm. he passes someone in the car and the camera pans over as if it's like a pov of someone but it's not there's no one else in the car with him and so they they treat the like the POV is that of like it's the curse watching over them trying to seep into them. You know? Or even that shot where it, you're not it doesn't specifically show the dad is the one looking at all of the brothers down below playing. Yeah. You know? But it's more of like a Michael Myers esque like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that killer's watching him through the window. And then he comes out and he's like, you're getting your shot at the belt. Like, yeah, you know, it's like it's, praying. Yeah. On them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a really interesting shot film that also, but it never got to the point where I would call it pretentious. It never, uh, no, it it, it, it it breathes really well and it gives you the space to feel the emotions of the movie without shoving it down your throat. Yeah, because this is a real hard line you got to ride. Yeah, you know, and it does a great job too at throwing you into the wrestling matches because the wrestling matches, I yeah, I would get pulled into the storyline and, um you know, fighting for something that ultimately makes you feel empty, I thought was great because he, like, that's what I loved about what I think, with, with Zac Efron, you know, him being the performance everyone was talking about, he's the main character of the film, as Kevin, I think he really understood the assignment of the purpose of getting in shape mm-hmm. uh, to, the, to, like, really making his body the shaping his body to be the like that of what is should be a wrestler yeah well this idea and and also because like this is as you see in the movie like he draws his he throws all of his pain and avoidance into his body mm-hmm. you know so the the physicality was more than just hey look at zach efron buffing up yet again um and it's just a different body type it it was so integral to the characters as a physical representation yeah 
of the hardship and pain and commitment and discipline. Like there's so much about it, but man, he gave such a great subtle performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think all of their performances is really well. Um, even Lily James. Now I keep thinking Lily Tomlinson. She was the one part of the movie I wish we got to know a little more about though. She was kind of just like good supportive woman, (laughs) you know, but I feel like she spoke up when needed to. She wasn't. I feel like if we focused too much on her, it would have taken away the brother aspect that the film is really leaning heavily into. Sure. Um. So I, I think she was in just the right amount because she's not supposed to be what ultimately brings him out of this generational trauma. He's supposed to do that himself with her guidance. Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I actually didn't mind that at all. I wish we had gotten more of the mom. I was just trying mom. to say what I thought other women would want me to say, but that apparently wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> what about the mom? <laughs> I said, I wish we'd gotten more of the mom and the mom's backstory. Uh, that's so funny because I, I feel like she was appropriately used because she has just become a shell of her form. She was so dejected. At, at like She is just living in the in the in her husband's um projection yeah. of everything. You well, know? they and all it, are, yeah. She fell in love with a man who he is not anymore, you know, because it seemed that sounds like they were like high school lovers. Was he ever that man, though, is the question. Seems like he rejected it. I mean, she, she always saw him for who he could be internally, yeah. Yeah. and then he just kept losing sight of that. But, you know, people got divorced way less back then. True, true. They would still stay together. They all had really great chemistry, all of the brothers, all of the actors. They have really good chemistry with each other. Yeah. They were they really felt like that's so important for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For them to really feel like brothers. Yeah. And I think a lot of attention goes to Zach Efron, not just because he's the main character, but because it's Zach Efron and he doesn't feel like he's trying to win an Oscar. You know what I mean? Well, he's not going to, so. He's not going to. He's not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you see a role like this. And you're but what like, a bummer, because he's really good. I know. You're like, oh, shit, he got chipped because he's fucking amazing in this movie. Um, but it's not like a look at me performance, you know? It's a, such an internal, as as much as it's like a physical on the athletic side. Yeah. It's in terms of the emotional side, it's a very internal performance. I think they do a great job of using the eyes to express emotion throughout the film. Like they do a lot of close ups on the blue mm. eyes of Jeremy Allen White and Zach Efron. Like that moment in the ring where he's got the claw on him and he won't let go. There's just a lot of eye work there, you know? Eyes are the window to the soul for a reason. Yeah. All right, Reject Nation. So today I want to share something with you that has been a wonderful addition to my health and fitness journey that I discovered during the holidays, and that is Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. I'm down to my very last packet, and I'm freaking out, but it's okay. I got more in the mail. Now, a lot of you have been so kind to notice how I've been working on my physical health. Thank you for all the compliments. And one thing I learned is that proper hydration is absolutely crucial, especially post-workout and pre-filming after post-workout. And my wife actually introduced me to this product, which is perfect because we not only only care about quality, but a good taste and quality product. Whether it's after a sweaty workout or just after, you know, a good night out, you know what I'm saying? Efficient hydration and replenishing electrolytes is 
key. You just feel better. And it tastes fantastic. I can't emphasize that enough. And another thing that I'm always on the lookout for too is products that have zero sugar or zero sugar added because that's one of my main dietary restrictions throughout the week. And they, of course, got products that fit that description that also taste good too. So yes, thank you so much. So Liquid IV's hydration multiplier is in summary is they are a non-GMO electrolyte drink that delivers hydration into your bloodstream faster and more efficient than water alone. Because sometimes drinking a whole gallon is not always efficient, but in fact, it can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. I'm also big on efficiency. Plus, it's packed with a lot of essential vitamins, and we know vitamins are good for the body. It's vegan, soy-free, gluten-free, and dairy-free. You can customize the water amount to your taste. Again, perfect for post-night recovery, traveling, or just having a big night out. You know what I mean? No, I won't. So, if you want to boost your support for the channel and boost your hydration game, go to liquidiv.com and use promo code REJECTS at checkout. That's liquidiv.com, promo code REJECTS. And remember, Liquid IV, it's not a real IV, but it sure feels like it. So stay hydrated, stay healthy, and let's keep crushing those health and fitness goals together in the year 2024. Hello there, esteemed viewer of The Real Rejects. I, Greg Alba, language connoisseur and worldly gentleman, am here to bestow upon you the secrets of Babbel. Babbel is an engaging language learning app designed for real-life conversations, offering quick 10-minute lessons tailored by linguistic experts to effectively teach you a new language. Its conversation-based approach, enhanced with speech recognition technology, makes Babbel worth trying for anyone looking to learn at their own pace, anytime, anywhere. My dear friends, in this age of monolingual Mundanity, mundanity, mundanity. Mundanity. Babel is our beacon of hope. Crafted by an army of over 150 language experts, their lessons are like linguistic caviar. Rich, refined, and oh so satisfying. Personal tale of triumph. I once whispered sweet nothings in Spanish, or for the layman, Espanol, to my wife, courtesy of Babel. Her reaction, well, I'll tell you, she was utterly bewitched. Greg, you silver-tongued devil. No paraphrase. She exclaimed such vocabulary as I basked in the glory of my perfect pronunciation. Because Babel isn't just about learning words. It's about embracing the art of conversation with podcasts, live classes, and a veritable smorgasbord of interactive lessons. I know the words I'm saying. And their speech recognition? It's like having a personal language butler. Ensuring every syllable is impeccably crisp. Now brace yourselves for an offer of monumental proportions. Here's a special limited, limited, time. limited time. Deal for our viewers and listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription. But again, only for our viewers at babbel.com slash rejects. 55% off at babbel.com slash rejects. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash rejects. Rules and restrictions. May apply. Join me, the Greg Albin, the adventure of language mastery at Babel. We shall not just learn no, nay, we shall conquer the world of communication. Or as they say in Spanish, comunicación. <laughs> We're done with this ad. But the, I think where the balance comes into with the movie, with the chemistry, with them all is like we have like the IMDb trailer just like on loop right I now know. in front of us. It, and it reminded me of like some of the earlier scenes in the movie where you would see the dad once in a while. You, you could see the dad wasn't like this one note asshole. Like there were times like they're playing football together. You could see them really bonding. And even as when the dad buys them a car at the very beginning of the movie, when it's in black and white, when his dad's a competitive wrestler, you could see why they would, they didn't just live in fear. They also still love their dad, despite how much they have probably harbored a lot of hate, yeah. hate hatred towards their mm -hmm. dad as well. Um, everyone, everyone was so good in this movie. All the performances. I mean, freaking the dad. I mean, Holt is like he's yeah, so good. He's incredible. The, he's so good in the movie. Yeah, everyone's great in this film. But and, even the shots of like just watching this, there's that the start of the film where they're all together walking out to the ring, and that still plays throughout. But then one slowly goes away, and then the other one goes away, and then mm -hmm. it's just him walking out to the ring by himself. It's like 
that storyline carries into the wrestling aspect of it as well. Um, I thought I just think it's brilliantly done. Yeah, I think everything about it was wonderfully shot. Yeah, it was wonderfully captured, and uh, all everyone was great. Not just Zac Efron; everyone was amazing. Is the mandible claw, which is a man a, a move mankind uses, who's another wrestler? Is that a play? That I'm asking your your followers here, your subscribers. Is that a play on the iron claw? Because I think the mandible claw is in the mouth, whereas the iron claw is just like on the head. The claw. But I think there, it's like maybe a callback to it. I'm not sure. What does it say here? I don't have my glasses on. Outside of his career, Ryan Nemeth is a professional wrestler. Who's Ryan Nemeth? Who's Ryan Nemeth? The Hollywood hunk on AEW. Kevin's sons are actual wrestlers too. Oh, no way. MJF is in this movie? Where? Oh. Uh, Wait, why is this on here? He was signed with all... Uh, uh, Who's Maxwell? Yeah, I know that, but why is he in here? I guess he was in the movie. Maxwell Friedman? MJF, he's from AEW. He's a great... He's great. But why I is mean, there... usually these wrestling movies have like a real-life wrestler. He plays one of them. Really? Who? I don't recognize his face. That's him? That's Max. 10 seconds. He's in it for 10 seconds. Oh. <laughs> As who? I have How no idea. We... Oh, it was cut. Oh. It was a cut cameo. That makes more sense because I'm like, I feel like I would have noticed MJF. Oh, that's interesting. He's a very popular wrestler currently and AEW. Oh, we'll look up what happened later. Director Sean Durkin instructed Zach Efron to refrain from crying until the last day of shooting when the final scene was shot. Wow, no wonder that when I saw him crying, I was like, yeah. you got me going all over shit. Damn. The movie makes it seem that, that Mike Von Erich only starts wrestling due to David's death and carries amputation. The real Mike actually made his ring debut in 1983 before both events. Eh, you got to make the narrative, you know. I was like, ah, that, that doesn't bother me, actually. The patriarch of the Von Erich family died of cancer. Oh, okay. So that's what happened to him. 97 at the age of 68. His firstborn son was shocked Is there and a, drowned in a wait puddle. A minute, wait, it says, it says five of his six. So was there a missing brother in this? Did they not put a brother so, in this yeah. movie? Right? Am I, is my math right? Yeah. There's little Jack Jr. And then there was four. Look, there's Chris. We're missing Chris. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, three of them, uh, three of them unalive unalive themselves. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Damn. This is worse. I know. I'm like, whoa. We're just like reading this to ourselves. (laughs) It's quiet. (laughs) Like, this is good. good, So this is the Gino Gino Hernandez and Bruiser Brody, two wrestlers most relative to the Von Erics, died. That's why I was like, that's it. Brody had like a horrific death. Mm. It was also, I think, on an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. But, oh, listen to this one. There's a two-year gap between the night the foot was. Oh, interesting. You got to make the narrative. That's what the coin is for. I didn't pick that up. I thought it was like paying the toll to get to the other side, uh-huh. but it's to reference the flip, the coin flip. 
Oh, yeah. Well, don't worry. It'll create engagement in the comments, and they won't make it this far from while they're commenting. True, you. true. <laughs> so, you got it wrong. No, actually. She's not paying the toll. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I didn't pick up on it either. I was like, oh, I, I, need, I thought it was the myth of paying the toll. You don't need to have wrestling information to pick up on that, and I completely missed I it. I also yeah. took a Greek mythology course, yeah. so... I thought you were right. I was like, oh, that's a great ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Um, I loved it. I, yeah, thought that was, I thought that was a really great movie. Man, it really got me in the feels. Sometimes, you know, you sit, sit into a drama, and you're like... It's going to be some, like, slow-ass, boring, like, well, let's just hammer home the tragedy kind of shit. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is a really engaging. It's just, a, it, all in all, it's a really engaging, and maybe it's not the most appropriate word to say, but it is an entertaining film, too. You know? Like I think it's appropriate. Yeah, I think it's also entertaining. Wrestling is entertainment at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. I thought it was just going to be, like, some slow-moving drama, but I was like, <laughs> It's actually also a really engaging, entertaining yeah. experience simultaneously. So, yeah, I guess I just, I craved a little bit more from Lily James. You craved a little bit more from the mom. Yeah. And uh, that's about my only real. That's my only. Like, I think it's brilliant otherwise. Yeah, other than that, I'm like, that give, me like give me like a 99%. <laughs> that was an excellent film. That's, that's got to be one of my favorite movies of, this is 2023 actually, I think. It's is gotta it? Be, it's got to be one of my favorite movies of 2023. Yeah, it's incredible. Just uh, John Wick 4, right? You know how much that. I love generational trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and delving into why we should break generational trauma curses. So I, I love this film. You're here, babes. Thanks, babes. I think it's perfect for us to watch. I know. Usually we watch like something silly. It's the first time I think we watched something so serious Moving together. And it's all camera. because I watched wrestling. <laughs> like, like, you're the perfect person <laughs> to watch us with. <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. All right, gotta go check on our cats. Thank you guys so much for being here. Leave your thoughts down below. I'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs> Eric Horseman. Eric. Eric. My man, my Eric man. Horseman. Cheers to you, buddy. Cheers to you. I still have fantasies about just going out to Atlanta and meeting you in person. I think about uh, it. That could have been a much more interesting fantasy. A few times a month. The problem is, right now, I am restricted on travel, which is true. Uh-oh. Because of crime. Because of crime that I committed. Yeah. They, I am legally not allowed to leave my house. No, <laughs> and then that would be the perfect time because you have more free time than ever before. That's true. So, like, really, this was the one opportunity that we could have come visited you, Greg especially. And, uh, but, dude, I want to see that tattoo in person, and then what I'm going to do. Ooh going to be some cyanide involved sure. <laughs> and that's when i bring my hunter knife to atlanta there we go and then i carve off the patch like you're a zombie from walking dead <laughs> it's us or eric horseman i wear your skin Ooh. on my arm leather sup that way i don't have to commit to the tattoo in case i don't want <laughs> Yeah, just get it laminated. Just you know, strap it, take velcro a it on. Stapler, staple your skin. Yeah. Like Texas Chainsaw. God, I don't think they do that. It's romantic. Dude. <laughs> it's really, just really staple, sweet. Staple your skin to my skin. It's like you're together. I bet you like more that. than, than and just then words. I attend your funeral Ooh, with the pit with it on. Yeah, but I have my suit jacket on. No one could tell. Oh, shit. But then the camera slowly zooms in on my arm, 
and then the capacity blood is drops. <laughs> and you see, still my tattoo is still there. <laughs> There's, yeah, you see <laughs> the x ray vision of his sleeve. Because it's the audience perspective now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we do like one of those Guy Ritchie shots where it goes up your cuff and then somehow inside your shirt we see That's it. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, baby. And then like we cut to the inside of the coffin. I am you. And then when everyone's gone, I carp off your face. Oh. Then I wear your face every night and I sleep in it. And then I'll carve off like your the lower half of your body and make some necro pants. Google Google necro pants. Yeah, that's that's a real about. thing, and you could be one. Can't wait to wear you. I want to wear you so bad. <laughs> <laughs>